You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Party people, party people, then you'll get funky. Suicide and force, then you'll get funky. The Zulu Nation, then you'll get funky. Yeah, just hit me. Bambada and the Soul Sonic Force Planet Rock the album. In the room I have Rob. Hey buddy. Uh John. Love. Life. Live. And on the line I have Ben. Oh! <laughs> and Kyle. Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> Planet Rock. The album is an old school hip-hop album by African Ben Bada and the Soul Sonic Force released in 1986 by the Tommy Boy Warner Brothers label. It was produced by Arthur Baker and a myriad of other producers. Uh, the genre is electro, old school hip hop, and breakbeat. And I'm going to read from the book John Duran. To be marked out within the innovation and forward thinking musical subgenre of hip hop as one of the true originals is something indeed. African Benbata, named after 19th century Zulu chief, swapped his gang colors for record decks in the mid-1970s to become one of the original DJs who would lay the cornerstones of hip-hop along with Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash. Bambada quickly tired of simply sourcing his beats from old funk records and created a brand new fusion. Influenced by European artists such as Kraftwerk and Gary Newman, as well as Breakbeats. The title track from Planet Rock, the album remade the former's Trans-Euro Express for the block party crowd, Arthur Baker's chromium-plated production skills dovetailing neatly with Bam's irrepressible curiosity about the new science of synthesized sounds. True, the rhyming was almost added as an afterthought, but that was something the crew would rectify completely on looking for the perfect beat, which remains the greatest electro record of the 1980s. But this compilation of 1980... Uh, sorry... But this compilation of 12-inch records released on Tommy Boy before he signed to a major label contract with Capitol also signposts something else significant. More than anyone else, Bambada was responsible for the genesis of the American house scene, particularly in Detroit, Techno, Miami Bass, and Chicago House, which were a direct descendants of his own particular brand of electro featured on this outstanding album. All right, what do we think of African Bambada and the Soul Sonic Force Planet? Rock the album. It's undeniable. It is. This is, this it is, is fantastic. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Compilation. Not an album. Yeah, the right. compilation. They got us. It's like it's like Substance by New Order, which I was talking about a few weeks ago. It's it's a bunch of 12-inch singles. I don't like that it's a compilation. I thought yeah. that a compilation was against the rules. We're, I thought that it was, too. I thought I mean, that we, we were reviewing albums. We had that. a previous compilation with Birth of a Ghoul, which mm-hmm. is technically mm-hmm. a compilation of earlier Miles Davis stuff. I do feel Pre- weird about previously it. Previously released stuff? Uh, yes. Because this is previously released. Yeah. 
That was previously right. released as well. Okay. But album's great. Yeah, I this mean, is this a total is party record. Party record, birthplace of electro. Electro. <laughs> and can someone explain why it's electro so, and not bir- hip hop? Uh, so birthplace of electro in the album format. But birthplace of electro would be like when the songs first came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, of course. It, it, the, the, <laughs> You're splitting hairs. There. Africa Bombada is the <laughs> progenitor of electro. Yes. For yes. all intents and purposes, you can you can you can go back to uh, Man Machine if you feel like it, and you know argue it. But by definition, a TR eight hundred eight needs to be involved for it to be electro. Man Machine predates the eight hundred eight. Hence, here we are okay. talking about electro. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just a. It's, it's a. It, it sounds exactly like the name like states like this. Yeah. If, if you didn't know what electro was and you heard this, you'd probably go. Electro, huh? <laughs> Electro music. Yeah, yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd, you'd be right. Well, I mean, if it's like, it's hip hop, but you're hearing beep, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. And there you go. It's Electro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Planet Rock is one of the most important, like, electro hip hop songs of all time. I've yeah. loved that song for a very long time. At some point, we're going to have to get into it, right? Oh, we will. Yeah, we're going to have to get into it. Don't worry. You know, I remember like in 2001, Rob, when we were on tour, I I bought a Gary Glitter Best Of. Yeah, but like really cheap on CD. And I was like, why? It's two CD sets, like six bucks. Why? And then I, you know, then I found out. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though, that's still some good listening, Kyle. It's great listening. Yeah. Planet Rock did, it went on to become the first gold certified. A twelve-inch single vinyl. Oh, yeah, which is awesome. They're just wow, yeah, making making that money. So yeah, that's pretty impressive for it, sort of for a single. And like all that. of these beats and everything, they they are like African Babata's, like like that that that's him working all of that stuff. So to compile like all of those works into a like one thing, I I I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with compilations, especially in hip hop this early on, even though. I mean, what we when the hell was um, uh, the Furious Five record that we did? Was that like eighty two, eighty three? Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it was eighty three. Yeah, I mean, it's still. It's this still, is the first hip hop song with an eight oh eight. That would be electro. In the in the personnel on these tracks, there's so many people, including Africa Bambata, listed as producer. I don't know what it is. It, Africa Mamata, the dude. What? What's is he playing synthesizers? Is he programming sequencers? Like I don't know what he's doing. I'm not exactly. Can someone sure fill either. me in? Um, All right. It's opaque to me, bro. It's uh, yeah. Who is doing a lot of mixing, and he was doing programming as well. Um, I mean, it's a whole collective of people, but yeah, he's he's got his hands in. Man, we're listening to the second song now. It's so yeah. good, man. <laughs> Looking for the it's perfect so beat is just, it's just classic. <sighs> yeah. Came out in 82. I mean, I think part of the reason why this is a compilation is that there was something with his contract that he couldn't do a full record or something. He had to do singles for what? Something, something kept him from being able to do a full record. Well, and it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time, you know, you had to record one song, you produce it, you sell the you sell the record. And if it's a full length, then DJs can use it. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm I'm really willing to give a pass on this is one. I don't think 
money should like stand in the way of someone considering your music as really important. And at the same time, he was producing these for DJs to play at parties and clubs. And so when you, it would be hard for them to argue that a single is an album, which it's not, but obviously we have to have a compilation to have, to hear these songs. Right. So yeah, it's kind of a, and they're, they're, they're 12 uh, inch singles, which means they are, I mean, they're, they're, they're designed to have play out so you can put another one on. It's not like a bunch of seven inches that were were compiled together. Like this is a good point. I'm with you, though. I was really hoping it was going to be a concept album about Planet Rock. Right. (laughs) Planet Rock, the album. I was like, I know that song came out before 1986. Yeah. Oh, man, he's going to drill deep into Planet Rock. Like, we're going to find out Planet Rock's backstory, how to get there. (laughs) What the moon's like by Planet Rock. So would Planet Rock be uh, Cybertron or would Planet Rock be Unicron? Well, if Planet Hulk Mm. is the planet that Hulk rules, then Mm. Planet Rock would be the planet that Rock, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson rules. Interesting. These nerds Mm. are spitting. Mm. (laughs) I'm just saying, in theory, that's one name of naming planets. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, I did find it interesting that the kick and hand clap, this is kind of the originator of it, I guess, which is... I mean, iconic as yeah. hip hop goes in that hand clap kick is, I mean, it's, you hear it on the radio today. Oh yeah. So this is literally like the, the genesis of that. So cool. Such a good yeah, vibe. It's like changed music. <laughs> so I don't know that much about the genre of electro. Africa Bambata is kind of the alpha and omega of the genre of electro in my mind. Like, who are some people that, like, took what he was doing and ran with it later on in the decade? I mean, could you say that, like, Daz or, or Roger, like, did they, could you say that they took into Electro? Like, I mean, again, it's not my 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 forte, but. I mean, any of the Miami bass mm-hmm. is pulling off this. I, it's, it's not just, you're thinking about other artists, but when, sorry, you're thinking about other groups. But what you should be thinking about maybe is how it was incorporated into pop music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and the probably, rhythm is going to uh, get I'm, you things like yeah. that. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's and I, I'm and I'm not even considering the club scene. Right. You know, right. So, Herbie Hancock's Rocket. Mm-hmm. I love Herbie Hancock's Rocket. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get Rocket? <laughs> I'm afraid we have no more Herbie Hancock oh. in this book. What? Oh man, I would trade. One Elvis Costello album for Rocket. I, I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. <laughs> so Rick Rubin said, uh, "Planet Rock is one of the most influential songs of everything. It changed the world." Yeah, I, I agree with that. Even though when I re-listened to it and then I heard the second, I was like, "Ah, it's a little dry." And I heard the second song and it sounded a lot more full, like mm-hmm. fuller. Mm-hmm. It's interesting mm-hmm. that I think it was just his his uh preferred proficiency with the equipment and recording and mixing and things because the second song kicks on you're like whoa this is like twice as much production yeah Mm -hmm. planet rock sounds like a shoestring budget yeah (laughs) even though they didn't sample any of that craftwork stuff they went in and (laughs) re-recorded the whole fucking thing oh that's the craziest thing is that a fact yeah 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 craftwork actually gets writing credits (laughs) like they that's not a sample no they weird out it they wanted to purposely uh, stay away from paying rights, so they like wanted to change it just enough. But obviously, it's not. 
It's a different tempo. I was always wondering about that because it's a different tempo. I'm like, oh, they probably just, you know, cranked up the like the 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 pitch on the turntable or something to make it spin faster. I just love But no, that it's just they're just playing it. Yep, just playing mm-hmm. it. And I guess like giving craft work royalties is different than having to like pay the record company. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So maybe that was I think that, that was that might have been the workaround. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that, that just, that's actually that's decent. I just can't imagine, you know, them going in and purposely not pulling the sample and just trying to play it themselves just enough to avoid the rights. <laughs> but then obviously, you know, having to pay the rights after that. How many how many people in here heard Planet Rock before they heard Trans Europe Express? Uh, definitely me, yeah. me for sure. Yeah, probably. Mm. But I think I heard Trans Europe Express first. I was a weird kid. Yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> you're a weird man. <laughs> well, didn't you have like a like an art guy who you worked with who was like into craftwork? Oh yeah, some disco disco well, Brad. You no, know, d- disco Brett. He actually he never spun craftwork, <laughs> but I did when I was when I was in high school. I got a secondhand Trans Europe Express CD from the UCD store, and it was not what I expected. It I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be more like Planet Rock. Mm. What, what you, you know? I'm like, oh, here's like one of those robot bands, and I put it on. I'm like, this is weird in German. But it wasn't for like several years later that I heard Planet Rock, and I was like, oh, he's using those weird Germans, huh? Yeah. Ben, do you remember when your mom bought me a, a Kraftwerk record? And yes. I took the record out. Yes. And it was a well, Slim Women record. What's <laughs> a Slim Women? I thought it was Tom Jones does country. Oh no, that was it. Yeah, it was Tom Jones goes country. Yeah. <laughs> Slim Women would have been way cooler, man. <laughs> would it? Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's how you kill the Mars attacks Martians. That's absolutely how you kill Mars attacks Martians. Uh, the settlement. Yeah, but um, oh. Tom Jones was in that movie, and he killed Martians. So did Slim Whitman. At, like he, he, Slim Whitman, like came back from the grave to kill Martians. They're equal, Ben. All right. Is this the Matrix? <laughs> Can we just find the glitch. Slim uh, Whitman has killed more Martians than Tom Jones. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> Bert, you were saying you need a mute. You need a mute call. That's fine. The settlement uh, for the Kraftwerk uh, issue. They gave the German band a dollar for every record sold, leading Tommy Boy to cha- charge more for the single offset the loss. Damn. Was that, was that actually litigated? I thought it was just something they did. No, they litigated. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's a large Kraftwerk percentage. Did. What's the percentage? Like 20%? For, uh, I think like $5 I was just, on a single. That, that, so are we talking, that's a large percentage. Are we talking on the 12-inch or are we talking on Planet Rock? On the, on the single. On the like, s- that came out. Yeah. How much is a fucking single in 1982? $5.49 for a 12 inch. Yeah. Because they raised the, no, they raised the price. Uh, yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. You're talking about the 12 inch okay. single. Yeah. yeah. They passed the craft work on and to I'm the customer. Sure. Wait, pe- people <laughs> yeah. were paying almost six nineteen eighty two dollars for Planet Rock. That's actually that's impressive. Good job, yeah. Africa. That, that was that so that basically they got twenty five percent of everything. Mm-hmm. That's wow. Yep. 
Damn. But that's just and, how and, popular and, that and record was. Yeah, and that's with their workaround where they didn't sample it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, think about that. That's how wild, many though. how many records sold in that just that was that That you, seems you so go to high. a party. No, no. Listen. For, if you're a DJ, you have to have that record. You have to have two of them. Yeah, and well, you no, have to have two. No, no, no. I mean the twenty-five percent royalty to Kraftwerk seems high when we're about to cover albums like Ill Communication or License to Ill and Paul's Boutique. That if they had to pay a dollar for every one of those like Beatles and Johnny Cash samples, like that just that's blowing my mind right now. That seems like a very high amount of money to be paying Kraftwerk. You could argue that it's that's a that's a more direct, you know, it's the song c- couldn't exist without that. And it's two Kraftwerk songs, like yeah. bunched together like Play-Doh. Yeah. So, Ryman yeah. and Steelen couldn't exist without When the Levy Breaks and Switch. Sure. And I look yeah. forward to talking about that on the next yeah. episode, you son of a bitch. Well, no, we're talking about samples in 1986, so I am on topic. But if we're talking about Planet Rock, I mean, specifically, um, was there any kind of precedent for sampling before that and royalties? Well, there's been sampling like a, on um, uh, Hissing of Summer Lawns. They, yeah. uh, you know, she the, the Burundi beat. Yep. I don't know if she paid them anything, okay. uh, but you mean like litigation for a sample? I think that might be some of the earliest litigation. This for is a probably sample. yeah, pretty early. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know that they'd actually sued on it, but yeah, because yeah. definitely suing, suing for sounding like another song is going to become more and more prevalent in the albums that we listen to. Yeah, on this, yeah. on this uh, experience. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and again, to be perfectly fair, the song doesn't exist without. Like that, the, they are integral parts of it. Mm-hmm. Not and you know, yeah. When the levee breaks, you could have not used the John Bonham like intro drum sample and still had that song exist. Just it would have sounded different. Mm-hmm. Not as cool. You know? Not as yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. But I think you're right that we've had albums where we've later said, "Oh, this was later stolen by garbage or whatever it might be." Uh, where they're taking well, the, a sound. The, the kick drum from from nightclub and on the idiot is nine inch nails is closer right yeah right exactly yeah. but we just haven't had an album where it's actually been now long enough that we're going back and taking something that's already existed yeah and the kick drum on that the, the <laughs> I, I think maybe we should wait until paul's boutique to get into exactly yeah. oh, how oh, how oh, much yeah. time of a yeah. sample you're allowed to use before you have to like uh, oh, acknowledge my goodness. Stuff, so. that patchwork quilt of mm, i love it i love it but speaking of who you fucking with buddy exactly styles and things because so you've got this album where they're taking obviously their their big singles you know they've got planet rock they've got looking for the perfect beat and then they're saying okay well we need to you know figure out what we're putting and put together some of our other singles they've got Renegades of Funk, which is interesting, and then later covered by Rage Against the Machine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in a very different version uh, than than this one. Um, but yeah, and then they have some things where like, okay, well, let's 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 take some stuff that we also like, like uh, Who You Funkin' With has a ton of funk guitar and funk mm-hmm. bass. But the thing that I realized on this album is I love DC Go Go, <laughs> like that DC Go Go sound. They only have one song that really features it: the Go Go Pop. Go Go Pop. Go Go Pop. Yeah, it features this Slaves. DC Go Go band, uh, Trouble Funk, who apparently used to play with Minor Threat. <laughs> what's John? Sounds what's right? DC Go Go? Okay, is it from Washington <laughs> DC? This is going to be tough. Yes, I was music? born in in DC General. I lived there until I was eight. Not that hospital, but the city. 
uh, city adjacent Arlington. Um, and so, you know, by proxy, I got a little bit of that eighties feel like just turn on the radio and hearing stuff as a little kid. Um, so I'm going to mess it up, uh, as to the descriptor, but Gogo is a distinctly DC sound, which is kind of mixing funk and soul with a five, four, uh, kind of syncopation. So if you want to know what Gogo sounds like and you have listened to popular music, EU's doing the butt is a go-go song. Okay. Uh, Ooh, that man, that kind of like, song. if you've, if you've seen house party, I believe two, <laughs> like, electric, the jamma jam, the pajama jammy jam. Yes. At the pajama jammy jam. Uh, they're, you they're busting so out doing the butt and that, that sort of, um, I think it's a conga, right? Like the, yeah, I'm doing it wrong over five or four, but that's what, that's what go-go is. And so you can listen to it on this album on go-go pop. Is Bombada from DC? No, they are not. They just know what sounds good. <laughs> yeah, just right next to that one. A uh, couple skate, and this could have been in the Last Dragon soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he did say that frantic situation pretty much sucks. <laughs> he said, of, uh, of all the records they've made, uh, Planet Rock, Looking for the Perfect Beat, and Renegades of Funk are the three that they're most proud of. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah, and I think so. They, would you say that this is front loaded? Uh, looking for the perfect beat was the like their sort of pinnacle of of their uh, you know African bed and bada. It's, it's incredible. Would I say this is front loaded? I mean, it's a singles record, so. Well, you just no. uh, for the man himself said he thought that their best three songs were the first three songs on on this album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Hey, do yeah. you think that Brass Rage covers Renegades of Funk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cool. I also thought it was cool they when they took the acetate for uh, Planet Rock to the Music Factory shop in Brooklyn, they quite literally blew up the speakers due to the excessive low end. So before nice. they, they were so not cool. used to mixing, creating these records that had this like well, big, yeah. big bass. It's fucking that's the, awesome. That's the 808. Those, yeah. those 808s. Yeah. 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 You got a bomb. The, uh, it's, a, it's a fucked up. Uh, I forget what. Timpani? What, no, it's uh, like what. what the, there's some part in the original 808s that was fucked up from the factory that caused the bass drum to be that bass drum. Like only 12,000 of the originals are in existence because they couldn't get the factory to reproduce the part. Ah. So from 80 to 83, that was the run of that. Yeah. There you go. It's a big old butt on it. <laughs> renegades of this atomic age. This atomic age for renegades. Renegades of this atomic age. This atomic age for renegades. The other thing I got is uh, peaking at 48 in the Hot 100, September 1982. Planet Rock was just the third rap song on that chart, featuring or er, following "Rapper's Delight" by the Sugar Hill Gang at number 36 in 79, and "The Breaks" by Curtis Blow at number 87 in 1980. Uh, 
But many people said, you know, compared to those other rap songs of the era, Planet Rock was in a different galaxy. I mean, it was it was building around synthesizer and electronic elements uh, instead of reusing those yeah. uh, those elements. Saw so the future. They saw the future, and uh, I thought it was so endearing too. Um, African Benbada, when he realized, you know, someone's going to do this, and that he he knew to do it. You know, he's like, someone's going to make a million dollars on this because they're reusing these samples, and if I can figure out how to just make the music that sounds like the samples, we're it's golden, yep. gold record. Oh. He, yeah. he, he sounds like he's it. looking to take advantage of people. <laughs> yeah, did you read? Uh, the are we, we going to get into this? it? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, can I just okay? Like three days ago, pioneering hip hop artist Africa Mabata has reportedly disappeared amid the numerous sexual assault allegations against him. Process a process server went to Bombada's last known address in the Bronx, made contact with an unidentified woman who claimed she'd never heard of him. She also said he never lived at that address. He's on the lam. That was just what? three days ago? Wow. Three days ago. He's in the fucking wind, man. Um, I was crestfallen, Rob, when I heard about this. I never knew this. I was just yeah, like, man. yeah. yeah they, oh. Yeah. Very timely. Yeah. yeah. So as a, he was a, you know, originally a seminal figure in New York breakdancing scene. Man, leader uh, of the Zulu Nation. Yeah. Founder of, a uh, member of the Bronx Street Gang, the Savage Seven, later the Black Spades, uh, before a life-changing trip to Africa, which encouraged him to form Zulu Nation and offer kids a streetwise form of music as an alternative to gang life. Yeah, so he put himself in a, uh, a savior position where, you know, real real cool guy doing all these parties, you know, mm-hmm. is here helping you out mm-hmm. because you're special. Mm-hmm. He thinks that you're special, Birch. Okay. So what's the, what's the, what happened Throughout this uh, tale, though, hey, just fucking uh, sex trafficking boys, yeah. like boys specific. A lot of people have come forward. There's, if there that many people have come forward, there are hundreds that haven't come forward. It's just, it's very sad. It's a, it's another example of like a person in power just like using it for for nefarious means. And yeah, he probably got molested as a kid and then passed it on to a whole bunch of other people. It fucking sucks. You know, I don't think that Af- like I think that African Bada is more like. I don't look at him as uh, in the same way I look at the Catholic Church as far as like, uh, you know, what have you given to society uh, and how many children did it cost? Uh, I think oh that Afghan Mabata is, uh, has a, a more endearing impact. But yeah, <laughs> just, just absolutely fucking terrible. And I guess the Catholics gave us beer. Who fucking knows? What am I talking about? It sucks. Afghan Mabata it, gave it, us Planet Rock. It's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly uncomfortable um, and sad. It, it's, uh, yeah, just a. Uh, Bunch of people who get into positions in power and then uh, abuse people with no power. So it it's happened forever. The end. Yeah, we definitely touched on this on the last Michael Jackson record we did. Did you read the um, uh, Christ Guy review on this? No, no, it's, it's pretty good. I'd like uh, to hear it. Yeah, sure. Uh, in retrospect, the sheer dumb catchiness of the Kraftwerk hook sweetens one's love, uh, Fay relationship with the title tune, and the way looking for the perfect beat digests, funkifies, and elaborates the winning earnestness of Planet Rock's techno futurism was Electro Hop's transient or yeah, transcendent moment with ambitious but unconvincing renegades of funk. 
uh, filling out one side, you'd figure that this is uh, this for a convenient way to uh, store two classics. But through side two does skip both Bam Brown's Unity and Bam Rotten's World Destruction because neither bear the Soul Sonic Force's name. Uh, two of the previous unreleased tracks are anything but filler. And while one features Melly Mel and uh, Doug Wimbish and the other Trouble Funk, nobody ever said Bam doesn't need help. Least of all, Bam. There isn't a more public-spirited, natural leader of the frenetically competitive rap scene, which is probably why his groups avoid the male-bonded braggadocio that supplies so many of rap's emotional energy. Mm -hmm. A-minus. Yeah, I kind of forgot to mention, you know, their costumes are like... Dude, we didn't even talk about the cover of this thing. Crazy. It looks like Kiss's Destroyer, but like... It does. Fucking... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What are they surfing on records there? Yeah, and there's surfing. some guy, some guy wearing a cowboy hat and uh oh yeah, a visor, oh, so like a good. futuristic visor. So, I mean, this is Afrofuturism for sure, and then just amping it up in the sort of funky, funkadelic, mm-hmm. Parliament funkadelic outfits. Yeah, with Kiss and <laughs> the glam scene. So it's elevating all those things at once. It's a lot. It's, yeah. it's 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 great. I, I would love to see it. Like just uh, if someone can get me like a velvet uh, painting of that. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> would you hang on that on your wall now? Right. One, I mean, I have a lot of stuff, but yeah, I'd make room for it, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, no Move one can ever call this minimalist. <laughs> no, and not as an edge lord. I I know, I know. It's it, African Mabata isn't on the front. It's just the Soul Sonic Force. Uh, I don't think we need to go around, right? Everybody's on the positive. Every goddamn on. song on this record is so. Yeah, it's kind of a classic in it's my amazing. opinion. Uh, is anybody wavering or kind of like, ah, eh. oh, man, this, this is important. I mean, it was kind I of didn't know about the- all this stuff until Rob brought it up, though. I didn't know about the. <laughs> I'm sorry for ruining Thanks. your child. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Pissing on my cake. <laughs> it's all that piss cake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to say well, one of the poo-poos would be that this is not an album. It's a compilation of singles and so do you need to listen to the album as the album? Maybe not. But how else are you going to get an yeah, exposure yeah. to these songs? I mean, this just gives you yeah. more. Right. More I'm going to say like uh, Planet Rock and what musically what Bambada was doing and how influential it was. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to look over a lot of stuff in my positive. Like it really did rub me the wrong way that this is not an album because I like to talk about albums. But Same. if this it, but if this is the only way that we're going to be able to cover the track Planet Rock, then I guess so be it. But I wish we would have that kind of flexibility with some other songs we didn't get to, you know? S- Substance by New Order. Yeah. Yeah. Singles going steady. There's the go-go, mm-hmm. by the way. There you go. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. 45s and under by squeeze. Oh, so so it's like the Good. like the yeah. like the uh, go-go bells. Cool for like, cats. like like in all the Beastie Boys songs, like kung kung king king kung king king yeah. kung. Yes, they absolutely use go-go in uh in ilk. Uh, go that oh I just made a connection. So that instrument that you're hearing is the a go-go bell. Mm-hmm. Go-go. Yes. That's uh, the connection that I was missing. Okay. Go-go music uses the African a go-go bell. It's got it's got well, the two tones. It's got the two tones like kung kung king king kung kung king king kung 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 king king. I don't think like, it's a requirement, but <laughs> I mean it's go go music because it's go go is the term for the dance clubs in DC. 
Okay, you said it was go-go music, and then you said what makes it go-go music, and then you hummed the rhythm played on the go-go, go-go bell. bells. Yeah. So I mean, and it is, and it sounds exactly like that. <laughs> so I mean, I think that might just be a happy coincidence, which is very strange. Maybe. Oh, I thought you were talking about a bobo from Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Yeah, never mind. That's different. No, I was talking about. A, I was talking about adobo. I'm making some chicken. <laughs> oh, delicious. All right, next time we're talking about Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Thanks, y'all.